Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. Mr. Tom. What's up, Matt? How you been? I am doing all right, man. How are you? Oh, we're doing all right. Man, I got to tell you, I am, uh, I'm in the mountains again. Again? And, uh, it's really fucking hard to work. <laughs> when you're when you're in the mountains you know i mean it's just it really it really is hard to work i look man i'm i'm a big advocate of not working so uh yeah <laughs> you're not gonna you'll like, see your I, I, arguments yeah. i mean i i love what i do uh and i say this all the time i just wish i didn't have to do it. uh yeah i mean that's a fair point right i mean i, I i'm with you 100 percent um but like here, it's funny because like here I can go water skiing or hiking or yeah. whatever. And like, or even, I, I mean, I went on a run today and I went up to the state park and like, just fucking around there. And I'm like, God, I'd much rather be doing this than sitting on my 13th Zoom call every day. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's, that's definitely something that I think uh, everyone would be in agreement with. Well, apparently you know? not. No. Well, because I, I guess thirteen I guess people, people decided to make book a Zoom call with me today. So, like, ah, well, like, <laughs> apparently not everybody has these same aspirations. I I just want uh, I just like you know it's so weird because within a couple of months after our um after the executive order was lifted that we can go back to routine care, my clinic was back open. So like most people had like a year at home. I had like two and a half months. And uh, like, you know, oh, to wow. tell you the truth, I wasn't like I wasn't quite ready to go back. And uh, when I went back, uh, fortunately, the first people that came back really needed it. Those were the healthcare workers. I started treating a ton of doctors, nurses, everybody. Um, and they they never got a break, you know, they were totally in all the time. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, didn't, be I, didn't get you, I would have quit. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I know it sounds shitty, but there's no, there's almost no way I can conceive that I would have been like, this is absolutely awesome. I'm just going to keep helping for the 26th hour in a row. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, this is the, this is the thing now where we're seeing, and I don't know if it's all post COVID, if we blame it on the, I don't want to say blame, if we could attribute some of this to the uh, anti-work movement, but right. healthcare workers are packing up and going into other shit, man. They're tired. Well, I mean, do you blame them? I mean, for God's uh, sake. No, no. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, there's there's so many issues. And like you could pick anything even before COVID. Uh, insurance companies, the all the red tape around organized hospitals and like, right. you, you know, like, ins you know, and I, drug companies and, and, and really – other people dictating what the treatment should be. Right. And, you know, and I used to go like, oh, why aren't the doctors using the latest and the greatest all the time if they know it? It's like, 
a lot of times their hands are tied. Right. You know, and, and, and that must suck knowing that something can help somebody and it's available, but you can't give it to them. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, like, right. and, and, and as we move and, and we've talked about this a lot, right. We, we, we I, I keep saying it, right. Uh, the future is here. It's just, just not evenly distributed. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we, we talk about stem cells. We talk about things like that. Yeah. If you have the cash in your hand, you can get stuff done. But if you're that guy that comes in uh, banged up in an ambulance, God, you're hoping that ambulance ride doesn't bankrupt you, you know? Yeah, I know. It, it, you know, I, I just speaking of which, I, I mean, I, I'm in a position where I have a, a, a private doctor and yeah, know, like it's and I, I called I, I was talking to him and I, I think we've talked about it here before, but there's that test that can test for free circulating tumor cells. Yeah singular floating around your blood and tell you if you've got you know precursors for any of these cancers and it tests don't quote me on this but it's like a hundred different cancers rates but it's twelve hundred dollars and now that's the retail cost right and so you kind of say okay well what does it cost them to make it but there's r&d blah 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 we can go down that hole. but but here's my point there is a test that's on earth right now today that if you have $1,200, you can go buy it and knock off the list 100 cancers or find out that you've got one of the, the 100 cancers. And sure, you're like, yeah, super, super, super early, right? Like, um, I mean, hell, why am I not getting this blood test quarterly, right? Like, as a, well, part yeah, of you know, life. why, why isn't that a standard routine procedure if it's that accurate? You know, why, why, yeah, why are we letting people go down the rabbit hole and finding a lump later in life that's, that's much harder to, address and and from a health insurance standpoint and i swear i'll ne- i don't i've given up hope to ever understand this you know, it's made but, up it's all made up but from a, <laughs> but from a health insurance standpoint i'm looking at this going all right well on the one hand this would cost me because you know they'll negotiate the shit of that thing down right so let's say it costs them 600 bucks yeah half price so they're going to pay this company $600 every time they administer this test. Now, that company probably doesn't want to hear that when they're selling it for 1200 But if all of a sudden Cigna says it's a standard of care now yeah. and everybody's getting this with their annual physical, well, that company's fucking psyched. Because yeah, now they're, they're, like, they're made. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they're like, and maybe that get that is the triggering factor that gets that test down to a hundred bucks because everyone on the fucking planet has access to it. Right. And the reality is, is if I get a lump now, it costs millions of dollars to the insurance. company. Absolutely. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Right. Like for the amount it's going to take them to treat my anything cancer, they could have given this preventative test to thousands of people. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Well, you know, um, and, and I talk about this when I talk about acupuncture, right? Uh, yeah, all the evidence is there. But the reason insurance companies cover it is because giving me $100 a pop, even if the patient came in once a week the entire year, that's $5,200, for them to turn on an MRI machine, it's 5K. And that right. doesn't include the radiologist reading it. It doesn't include the specialist right. then, you, you know. So, so in the insurance company's mind, they're like, Cover the acupuncture. Maybe this guy will shut up about his back. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like, why? He won't go to other people. He won't spend all that extra money. Mm. He won't get cortisone. He won't, uh, you know, get a, a costly pain medicine prescription. And right. it's all it's all that bottom line for them. Uh, and that's really the only way it ever works in the patient's favor is like if it saves people money. But that's totally my point, though, right? Like, I mean, absolutely. How, how does this not save people money? Like, I mean, how much money does it save me and my insurance company for me to not get cancer? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and like, honestly, think about it. Even even if uh, even if it comes back negative, you know that you have that patient for how many more years because they're not going to die I, of cancer. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> right? I'm like, like I'm the, they're going to be paying those monthly premiums longer. <laughs> I don't particularly love my doctor, so I'm in the process of trying to move. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think I'm going to do this right away. But, but like, my biggest fear. Look, I can. I, I like you said, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do it, but. Yeah. To do the doctor, the annual doctor cost, and then swallow another $1,200 on top of that is aggressive, right? Like yeah. it, it was bad enough when I onboarded with them. You know, I, I, you know, I did not always have the healthiest habits in the world. And so my doctor was like, did you smoke cigarettes? I said, yeah, definitely. And he's like, no problem. We're going to put you in for a low dose CT scan that's going to like look at those like ultra small cells in your, in your lungs and check for any, any kind of like sign of lung cancer. And, and yeah, but my out of pocket for that scan was like 500 bucks. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm on, like on top. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I'm like sitting there going, okay, so now I paid for a doctor. Now, now I got to go for this test that they prescribed and yeah, insurance covers, that test because it's a, you know, like it's a prescription from a doctor. It doesn't cover the doctor itself, but it, you know, um, now on the one side, I'm like, all right, well, I just engaged with somebody who's got the, the wherewithal and is free from the physical boundaries that prevent them from just doing the right test for the right thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the other side of that is, is if I want to do this, like you just said, I'm basically signing up to spend $1,200 a year uh -huh. on just that test because I can't definitely swing the, the hammer where I do that quarterly, but, but like, and and you probably don't need to do that quarterly, but you know what? I don't think having this test semi-annually would be an unrealistic request. It would be cost prohibitive for me personally, but once a year, I, I'm like, I don't want to spend that. But at the same time, I'm like, it's almost irresponsible. I mean, I have a family, like I have, you know what I mean? Like I, I had people who depend on me, like I'm not like at liberty to just fuck around with my health. And, and like, I'm not saying I'm going to die without this test. People have been living for millennia with, without this test even being in existence. But if you know better and you know that there is a thing, I mean, I'm in my forties now. I'm, I'm knowing people that are dying of weird shit that, yep might have been preventable, maybe not in all cases, but like in a case of a couple of them, for sure. I, I had a one of my oldest childhood friends, just they found him dead in his apartment not too long ago, Jeez, uh, lived by himself, had an had a heart condition. Now, look, the guy wasn't super healthy and that's unfortunate that, that, that it killed him, but he is my age. And 
some of it, I, I mean, I, I haven't talked to the guy in a long time, so this wasn't this isn't me lamenting on a personal like I I, I didn't I but he was a childhood friend of mine and like I, we know the family real well and it's a terrible story and like from what I gather at least a portion of it was belligerence like I I don't think he was unaware of the problem and I don't think he mm-hmm. did anything to help it out um, and so you know that part you can't really kind of you know deal with but what if there was a test that was part of a standard care and it included a battery of shit. Like, I mean, we I haven't even gone into all the cardio cardiac and lipid options. You have yeah. when you go to a concierge doc. I mean, you go, I mean, we talk about, talk about options, man. You got a full smorgasbord when you go over to that side of the fence. Right. And it's like truly a matter. It's, I feel like I'm almost at like a car dealership. I'm like, do I really need the luxury mats or, yeah. do I, or can I just live with the regular ones? Like, you know, like I, because you have so many options, you can literally be like, well, that that's not super important. I don't have a family history in that, but this other stuff I do. So let's like lean in hard on that. Right. I mean, yeah. And I think, I think that is uh, really the way we need to approach these things, right? Like what, what are the things that are most likely going to take me out given my history, my health, my lifestyle, sure, yeah, yeah. my family history, and, you know, and I think if we if we pull it back even more, like the environment I live in, the, my lifestyle, these things are also really playing into that, how we interact. Well, with no, people. but you and I could both look, I could smoke a pack of cigarettes a day and yeah. be your neighbor. And we eat the same. We have the same personal chef at our house cooking is the same imaginary food for every meal. Um, yeah. You know, look. We, we could have every variable the exact same. We could exercise the same amount. We could drink the same amount. We could do whatever, you know. But if I'm smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, you and I are not in the same journey. Like, no. you, you know what I mean? Like, not, none of us are on the same journey, obviously. But, like, you and I, in this case, would for sure not be on the same journey, right? Like, so. Yeah. Um, but I, actually, you know, it's funny, and I didn't plan this, I promise, but, like, this actually almost weirdly brings us to what we we're going to talk uh-huh. about today, which is, yeah. which is, which is, which is kind of, I guess, fundamentally an access issue and a planning issue. And, uh, I think more, more so, um, I mean, should I say group think problem? Like, I, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of how to articulate it, but like a, a bunch of access things that really affect everybody in the ecosystem. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, there's 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 real basic stuff like, hey, do you have clean water? You know, sure. and then you get more nuanced into these other things like yeah, are, but you, are know, you Flint, Michigan's mayor said they had, you know, clean water. son yeah. of a bitch, man. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's going to give me that's going to push me over the political edge. <laughs> no, but you see what I'm saying? Like and, and yeah. well, actually, you know what? We don't need to necessarily go over the political edge, but I mean, we, we would be remiss to not um, mention that and we already talked about it with insurance companies but like this yeah. is entirely dictated by politics and absolutely and the fiduciary tendrils that come out of politics right like it's mm-hmm. not just you can't villainize uh, vilify um you know being a, a democrat or republican you can certainly vilify the the behind the backdoor deals that go on uh, on either of those camps oh right? 100% but, yeah but like what got us talking about this, just to kind of bring everybody up to speed, is like we were talking about t- 
Toronto, and I can't remember that it's Keyside, I think it was called, whatever, but it was where Alphabet was going to do their like super city in the future, right? And you've got, you know, whatever, some ostentatious price tag on putting that thing together. And it was going to have like automated trash collection and heated sidewalks and all kinds of fun stuff, which like you kind of look at, it, you're like, well, that's that's kind of neat. It'd be fun to have something sweep my dog shit into a, a yeah and yeah get it auto magically or or never yeah. have to shovel your sidewalk because it's gonna right, melt right yeah you know? right and I mean look that all makes total sense but yeah but that's one decision you could make with with an allocated budget right and but mm-hmm. if I had and I don't quote me on this but I I, I think that that price tag for Alphabet was going to be like nine hundred million. It was some stupid number. To, to, some crazy, untangible. And we're not talking about a huge... It's not like saying we're developing the city of Toronto. We're, we're developing basically a few blocks. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is like, this is our own private... Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Okay, so, so if one, in a thought exercise, had $900 million to blow at urban development, yeah. the other option, funny enough, and not so coincidentally, is what they're trying to do now which is essentially this ultra green, ultra inclusive, ultra, you know, you know, d- at a DNA level, good vibe kind of place where there's like a farm, there's several, one or many farms that all exist on the rooftops. There's like 12 acre forest or something ridiculous. I mean, there's all this shit that is like, you would never, if you read this on paper and didn't know that it was Toronto, you'd think they were talking about like, the outskirts of Seattle or something, right? Like it would, yeah, you know, like two hours north of Seattle, you could have a 12 acre forest in your neighborhood, right? Like, I mean, but they're not, yeah. they're talking about downtown Toronto, right? Like, I mean, and so, I don't know, it got me kind of thinking, you know, it, it, it comes back to this access issue, right? Like, I mean, if I want to live in Google's trillion dollar fucking, you know, city of the future. Any city, yeah. I, you and I talked about this before. The first thing I think about is, fuck, we're now living in Vanilla Sky. I got a fucking gap app yeah. that's following me until I click buy on a gap thing. And I, but but 19 stores I just walked by on the streets of Toronto and I, I this fucking gap model is following me down the street asking me to buy yeah. something. Like, And I'm like, oh, God, from a lifestyle standpoint, that sounds absolutely tragic. I'd rather fucking shovel the snow. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's funny where it's like Google's motto is like, don't be evil or something. And you're like, well, you know, look, look, you're you're you really know way too much about me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, you know, and now and now not only like not only do I use every one of your online products, I'm going to be living in your city. You're yeah. going to know where I'm going when I get up, when, you know, when I'm moving around, where I'm. Yeah. You know. I mean, and let's, let's, I mean, let's call that, that out at face value. Let's, let's not yeah. fool anybody. Google. You absolutely don't give a shit about building a technological utopia. You want the fucking data. <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's no if, ands, you, or buts you, about it. You can exploit everyone in that environment. Now, conversely, and, and and really worth thinking about in my mind is if I built a you know forested utopia in downtown that's that's and it was it wasn't just about that but it was like you know like imagine just the quality of life difference in a place where you can go to a market 
that grew food that on your roof. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, think about what that brings with it. It brings a lot of meditation spaces. It brings, you know, green outdoor spaces. If I you know, more wildlife, city. you know, Correct. all of these right. things, cleaner air, you know, all right, of right. That. Yeah. So now, now if I'm living, I lived in New York city for a, a decade, right. You know, there's nothing healthy about New York city, except for the fact that everybody has a gym membership. Like yeah. that's it. Like there's, that, there's nothing else. I mean, they did this thing and, they did this study uh, that I, I heard later on might have been urban legend. So so let's take this with a grain of salt. But okay. I, but the marathon runner who died with the same lungs as a career smoker, but lived in New York City his whole life. Um, mm. And now I don't listen. If it ended up being a Snopes thing and we just didn't catch it because Snopes didn't exist when I heard that. So be it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Philosophically. That urban legend is not terribly off base, right? Like you live ba- in based base. on air quality and things like yeah, that. right. Yeah, that shit is I, like I get dirty. That. You, you know what I mean? I get and that. You are walking everywhere because nobody fucking drives. But like, well, that's it, and honestly, I've heard things about New York City being slightly healthier than other places, simply because no one drives and everyone's walking places. You yeah. Know? Well, um, here's the thing: I've had the pleasure of living on both the east and the west coast. In, yeah. in a couple places more on the East Coast than the West. But one thing I will tell you for damn sure, West Coast people who drive a lot more mm-hmm. are infinitely healthier, I would guess, per capita than New I, York I think City we're gonna people. we're gonna get some quantifying documentation I, on that. I want somebody to, to tell me that because here's the thing, man. I have been, I've had a business for over 20 years that has done business on the East and the West Coast, which means I go to conferences, client dinners, out to drinks, client events, you know, networking events, blah, 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 blah. And while this is for sure anecdotal and not, you know, uh, clinical, you go to a IT conference in California, the heaviest dude in that room is is 180 pounds like and they're they're vegans or they just came out of a meditation retreat or they're microdosing while wearing blue blocking sunglasses like i mean everybody out there is like hyper focused on they're yeah they're a little bit more in that community in that world right now meanwhile almost every networking event i went to in new york city what served you know beer chicken parm pasta i mean it's like yeah you know know, people are smoking cigarettes outside the building like left and right they're all most of them are above the obesity line how you know i mean let's not to say there's not i mean look there's outliers in both cases right but if i'm walking down the street and you spun me around three times and took off my blindfold i'd tell you where i was just by taking a look around my immediate surroundings at the people yeah like i could tell you almost right away and i think i would probably do so with jaw dropping accuracy um and this isn't a knock on either city or either lifestyle what i'm saying though is is like it's definitely you know when you have access to things that you have have in california lots of agriculture lots of yeah. open spaces like lots of like i mean look at the mentality of everybody who ended up in California. They were people that said, fuck you to everywhere else. 
Like, yeah. you know, these people went out there with a wagon and a horse <laughs> and nothing else. Like, you know? Yeah. But would you, would you say that's, that's, that's true in LA, which I would say is, is rivaling New York with, with activity versus the rest of California, which is, let's face it, could be its own country. Sure. You know, I, I mean, with, with different demographics, different, uh, uh, geological, you know, they got mountains, they got an ocean, they've got, yeah, you know, they've got warm weather, cold weather, they've got skiing, they've got surfing, you know, and, and maybe do you feel like the people in LA get around more in their state than say people who are in New York city that, you know, never cross a bridge? Yeah, no. And I think, you know that, what I'm saying? Like, is that's that, the biggest is that part of it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the biggest contributor, right? I mean, L.A., you're not wrong, but here's the problem with L.A., not the problem, but here's the thing with L.A. is it's an entertainment capital of the planet. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, so that means everybody in that town gets paid to look better than your average person. And yeah. so if that's the case, you know, it, you you're just almost have no choice. Like, you, you know, like, I mean, the, the standard. You got to you got to step it up. Yeah. The standard of living in an environment like that dictates that you are conscious of your supplementation, conscious of your diet, conscious of your activity level, conscious of what kind of activity you're doing. You know, like you're, you're, you probably have a self-care routine. You probably have a self, a meditation routine. You probably have, you know, like I, I, you know, you, you just probably have a lot more of these things, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, and again, for, for you know, I, I always kind of hate having these conversations uh, with with more than one other person because everybody always likes to talk about the outliers, right? Oh, I lived in New York for twenty years, and I'm, I, you know, resting yeah. heart rate of forty seven. Yeah, okay, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but if you look down Midtown at lunchtime, if we're if we're if we're going by bigger pools, yeah, right, and and. um and I don't know, but I mean, here's the other thing, right? Whether I live in LA or New York cost me a ton of fucking money to live in either of those places, a ton more yeah. than to live in any, any similar places. Um, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I look at a place like this in Toronto and I'm like sitting there going, you know what? The problem with New York city is that it hasn't been like, meaningfully reinvented in 200 years well i i think you know, you know uh my my growing up in new york i think my my first opinion my first statement would be like well where are you gonna put it like, what well, are you no, gonna do you're gonna say, like yeah. displace you're, you're, where you're where are gonna you gonna dis- find room to put a forest you know the you're already got you already got central park go. yeah yeah right. yeah and and i think in an area and and not necessarily knowing where something like that would go in LA, I know in Canada they do invest in their park system pretty well. When I was in Vancouver. Yeah, but the things like, that these guys were talking about were in the middle oh, of an urban block. So think about the West Side Highway before, you know, um the High Line yeah. took over and all started to spread out, right? Like I mean I gotcha. You you know, like it's just kind of open space. So I mean I, I get it that you, but I guess my point, I, I guess the spirit of our our sort of debate here today is if you've got a billion dollars to spend on a renovation project, yeah. you know, dumping it into a, an ecosystem that is going to allow a, a corporate 
behemoth to to now know everything every time I pick my nose on the street. Yeah. It's getting recorded now. Or do we want to lean in on on creating a twelve acre forest on two blocks or whatever? You know, I, look, like, man, I I'm all in for for the thing that helps the most people. You know, and I think redefining. You know, if we talk about urban gardening or or you know rooftop gardens, uh, solar panels, these things. If you if you think about like even in a city like Baltimore, man, what would happen if all of a sudden you either had solar panels or a garden on everybody's roof. Beehives. I actually don't understand why that's not like mandatory. To be I, uh, you, you know, uh, because there's too many, there's too many people. I would rather have somebody, you know, like, or somebody will, maybe they own a grocery store. I'd rather have you come to my grocery store than grow shit on your roof. Right. That, yeah, that but takes you, a you, hand out of so that, you know, money's not getting exchanged that. Well, you know, it's funny though, is like, <sighs> This is a tough argument. This is a tough conversation because I out here where I'm at at this lake, 20 minutes away are towns where there is an appreciable amount of people still actually coal mining, right? Yeah. Now, now look at those cities that they live in. I mean, we don't it'd be a stretch to call them a city, but you, you know, look at these those towns, small yeah. rural towns, right? That economy has been propped up by coal for. Mm, generations right like i mean that's yeah. you know and in reality yeah we're gonna we're gonna have coal around for a little while longer but it's not a an appreciating commodity at this point right like i mean it's a it, it, it's yeah. not gonna yeah. be around forever and now we yeah, all know yeah, that, yeah. right well, I, I mean the writing's on the wall at what point you know cool. i i mean and this is also like this is kind of like Look, every once in a while, we hear a story about a bunch of miners getting trapped. Well, we can solve that problem, <laughs> you know, like train them for new jobs, you know. Well, there's actually a lot of people in that area that have moved about an hour away, hour and a half away, where there's a lot more industry. And yeah. look, they're blue collar guys. They're they're capable. They're intelligent. Like they know how to, you know, they know Do how things, to work. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? They know how to do things. They're procedurally oriented, I guess, is a great way to say it. You know, like if you tell them, hey, step one is this, step two is that. Like, they got it. Like, they're going to make it work. And, you know, unfortunately, and here's the hard part, right? Like, so now you got to walk into a town that has had its economy bolstered by coal for, you know, three generations, four generations, whatever the number is. Now, all of a sudden, you come in and inside of a generation, you say to a whole town of humans, yeah. So by the way, this thing that you've been doing forever, and it's literally the only thing you guys know. And, you know, we've got a barber, a gas station and a bar, and then everybody else works in coal. Like that's going to have to change. Like now you got to change everything. Like that's got to be a fucking terrifying. Like, I can't oh, even imagine. absolutely. Like, I mean, that is just a horrible, I mean, I can't, I literally can't imagine just having somebody walk in and be like, Hey, by the way, this thing that you, that you live on is now completely gone starting tomorrow. Like, yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, so like, what does that mean? That means a lot of jobs are going to go away or at least every job in that, in that thing. But that those jobs, you know, are going away. Like there's the, the argument's not really relevant, right? They're, they're not going to be here. So they, like, they're, they're can, not going to have the opportunity to go, look, I see the writing on the wall. It's just going to fall on them. 
Well, yeah. And, and moreover, it's, there's not going to be like, this isn't like a, you know, and, and it, it absolutely just saddens me when, when people make this a political like pillar in their, in their campaign, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I don't want to get, I, I don't want to point fingers in this right now, but, but like there was a, um, there was a tractor trailer parked on the side of the road on the way up here and uh-huh. on the side of it, there was a huge sign that said, Trump make coal great again. And it was, it was disturbing on many levels, but the, the one yeah. that hurt that, that made me the most crazy was these people that he's speaking to with that sign or whoever made the sign. I don't, I don't know that it was Trump's people, but like whoever did it, you're speaking to a group of people that are literally afraid for their lives, like their livelihood, their family's stability. Mm-hmm. And, and you are, also capitalizing at the same time on the fact that statistically most of those people aren't going to be able to fact check this or know it, yeah. you know, you know, how to like do this, how to really cognitively peel this onion. Right. And it just sounds like a great way to grab grab votes. And like the reality is, is it's an abject fucking lie. Like there's no version of the story that's supported by making coal anything other than going away slowly. Like you know what it's and and like now we're now we're kind of getting political and I'm going to start talking about unions and things like that. Uh, right, right. Well, I mean, it's, this it goes is back to, it, we'll get it back to the city thing in a second because it all comes. Well, back you know, I I mean, you know, the the uh, the rebellion at Blair Mountain. You got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you remember learning about that in mm-hmm. history class, but all right. the miners were like, these fucking bosses are sending us to our death. So they kind of like had a standoff and killed a bunch of bosses <laughs> you know it's like it's like like you know so you you on one hand i don't get where like what happened where you had all of these people that were like union strong that are now like oh yeah the republican party is gonna save us you know it, but, uh, but that's the thing like, like us. So, but go, you know we can we can look at google the same way and say oh know, absolutely this city, this city was nothing more than a proverbial coal boss um, yeah, a, a a proverbial coal boss. Um, sorry, I said city, and uh, it, it, my computer thought I said the S word. <laughs> and, and, uh, and all of a sudden, did you get like, bleeped? What can I do for you? Yeah, what can I oh, do? Oh, for you? oh, 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 not I, so different, funny. different S word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're on a so, Mac. Uh, yeah, I'm on a Mac. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, is it? It's but, bleeping you. It doesn't fucking bleep funny. me. <laughs> <laughs> but Google's the coal boss, right? And all the people yeah. that move into that city are the coal miners, right? Like they're, yeah, they're well, basically yeah, I mean, doing right? the same thing, right? Sixteen and tons, <laughs> and it, yeah, right. And it's funny to me because because like this kind of speaks to the universality of this problem, right? Like whether yeah. you're talking about bosses at a coal mine or Alphabet coming in and taking over a, 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 a city block, you know. So the only the only problem that I see here, well, the biggest problem I see here is like we've talked about this a million times here. This this little thing we do only works at an pretty much an end of one scale, right? Like you can yeah. only say to me, "Hey, I tried metformin, it did this. I tried metformin, it did that." Maybe you and I have different yeah. experiences. We can talk about it. We can you know giggle about it. We can kind of you know 
pro or con it, but like ultimately it's kind of a one-on-one thing, right? And I think most of what we talk about here falls into that group. But if I'm moving into a city, it's not an end of one, it's an end of one million, right? And so now- It is that entire population, yeah. Right. And now all of a sudden, now we all have to get on the same page about about what it means because like the right to live a long and healthy quality of life should be universal. It's absolutely not yeah. because it's jaggedly divided by your checking account balance. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. But if I'm like looking in the future, me thinking to add heated sidewalks to, to three blocks with automatic poop collectors it's novel, but it, you know, it, it probably it, it's has not helping. It's not helping the masses either. Right. Yeah, it's it doesn't not help helping anything. all of us. Yeah. Right. And not only that, but it also costs a fucking ton of money. Now that'll come down over time, but so will this 12 acre forest in the middle of Toronto, you know, like, um, mm. you, you know, like, and if I have to, if it, I mean, imagine, I mean, look at almost, it's funny because we have seen sci-fi movies Mm-hmm. where these high rises are basically all plants, right? Like there's greenery everywhere. Yeah. Like they're on every floor, they're in every hallway. There's a universal system in the building that like waters yeah. and lights them. You, you know what I mean? Like we see this everywhere. <laughs> Why do you it, think that is? You know, like, but it, it's, yeah. it's funny, man, because on the other hand, if you look at some other of like the more dystopian type of future models, They've got the high rises, hundreds and hundreds of stories up to get above all the pollution and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. When I'm an author yeah. of one of those content, you know, plays, yeah. I'm painting a picture, right? Like I'm yeah, absolutely I'm personifying my opinions of what that future looks like. Right. What so the you future should look tell, like. Yeah. Right. You can you can say, hey, I have a glass half empty thing and we're all going to have to live two miles in the sky yeah. just to breathe. Um, or you can say, hey, look, man, what would happen if every high rise in Manhattan all of a sudden had, you know, its lights and its hallways taken out and replaced with UV lights that give you vitamin D when you're walking down the hallway and also keep these plants alive, which, by the way, are off gassing carbon or uh, oxygen into the oxygen, air, cleaning, cleaning, cleaning the off air the CO2. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm an idiot and I can put this piece of this puzzle together. Like, well, I, you know, I'm and, like, and stuff like that doesn't sound super expensive either. Right. You know, and, no. and, and it's just it's just getting people behind those initiatives, I think, is the right. Big, and big and, and I think that the, the disappointing, the funny part about this Toronto thing is that it went in what I would consider the better direction. Right. It went from. Yeah. Ultra tech city to just kidding. We're going to do this super hippy dippy, you know, future looking health type thing. I think that's a better decision, but it well, could have definitely just gone the other way. Yeah, but right? you know, and and on the on that on that end, it's not like the technology's bad, right? We're not we're not demonizing that. It's just the nature behind this. Who does it help? Is it helping the whole population? Is it helping just a few people that can afford to live in that block, which I think we we keep hammering at. You know, like look, if it's not good for all in the city, it's probably not good for the city. Sure. Well, I mean, I want to live on that block and, you know, statistically I, I might be able to afford that. If, you might be. Um, able to, yeah. But here's the thing. If it turns out in years that everybody who lives in the rest of Toronto 
started developing tumors here and like the like lung disease because the air went down or whatever. And there's this weird blip over here that none of that stuff happened. None of that. None of those people are you sick. Know? Yeah. Who do you think becomes an instant target for for crime and people trying to capitalize? You know, like look, when a group is doing better than another group, yeah, the group not doing so well gets pissy. Like let's let's. I, I mean, just, I would. I, I totally, I totally get that, and I support. And it gets pissy <laughs> if you're a, a mom or a dad of a, a kid or many kids. Let's say I got Absolutely. two kids, and my kids got you know diagnosed with like life-threatening asthma because they didn't live in this fancy block where there's a tree every five feet. Um, you know how how to what end am I willing to defend my family's right to 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 life to have yeah i i you know i and i think uh i think that's something that uh is going to become more of an issue as we you see you ever seen that movie uh, dick and fun with dick and jane yes with, i have uh, yeah where he got he lost Did his Jim job Carrey, he got, yeah yeah he got so pissed off that he went and cut like a foot patch out of everybody in the neighborhood's lawn and made his own lawn <laughs> put, put his own lawn I, that, yeah. was a, that was a pretty good movie that was a pretty good movie but no it was like, a great movie. you know that that seems like really it tees up, I guess, uh, what what happens to us, right? We get successful, and then that can all be taken away so quick, and then what are we left with? You know, like nothing, right? Wasn't he building a brand new house, and yeah, right. you know, oh, all yeah. of a he sudden he gets canned, and- like right? They set him up to uh, to to be the scapegoat for this big corporate scandal thing, right? Sure. Yeah, no, it's, 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 and like, you know, it, it always strikes me as kind of funny when people have, you know, the conversations about, you know, the, the gap, right? The, the socioeconomic gap that's, yeah. that's just widening, obviously, in this country all the time. But I think even, even more. Probably, yeah. 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 I mean, you go to India, the, that gap is not a gap. It's a canyon. <laughs> yeah, I but uh, you know, yeah, I would yeah. argue like we have third world places in our own city. Right? Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, no, absolutely. You know? But like well, what happens you, you, you know like I you, those cities, right? Like that are that, you know, what was that other movie with um where you you lived forever but you had credits? Um, oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. Like they always had yeah. like the watch, yeah, like Yeah, and so um, like you know, you look into that kind of thing and it's like, you know, we talk about it all the time, but let's say this fancy city, right, comes with like a metformin drip and a fucking Talumere bath and whatever yeah. the hell out, you know, stem cell, you know, every week. It's part of your HOA fees, right? Like, I mean, look, barring getting hit by a bus, the chances of you outliving your neighbor is pretty fucking good. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, but only if you've got the dough to do it. And, yeah. and now because we're over here in this place, I got to build a giant ass wall around this place to keep all these other people out. And mm-hmm. what does that do? That just furthers this divide. So like the way I, the, to your point, And I think what I think was funny when we talk about the gap and how you and I talk about specifically in healthcare is, is not necessarily financial at first i think it's basically just giving everybody the same access to the same shit oh yeah yeah i I mean this is a known problem a known problem 
Well, it's a known problem, but I think we're, it, it's funny that we continue to make decisions that further gap us instead of... And, and then when I saw this city that's going to have a forest and farms, I was like, you know what? This is the first thing I've read in a while that actually makes sense. Could like, help this the whole could city. Do, right. Like this could... You know, even if it doesn't directly help you because you don't live near it, that city is healthier. Right. And no. like, the, you know, it's funny in New York City, you see all the new buildings that are like, we're, we're LEED certified. I was like, okay. So that was great. Yeah. Let's not shit on the parade of the LEED people. But like it is by comparison to what you could make it, which we're seeing with the plans for the Toronto thing, yeah. like comparatively speaking, it seems like, uh, you know, throwing a drop of water into the ocean. Yeah, you're, you're kind of behind. You did the bare minimum. Right. Like compared to what you could do, like imagine if every new city building in New York City had to have an acre of greenery, you know, like it, that would be materially different for your quality of life. Yeah. If yeah. you lived in that building or you worked in, that you know, building. I, I used to I used to think about this a lot. Like, you know, sometimes the jackpot would, uh, you know, crawl mm. up close to a billion dollars. Yeah, and it's like, all right, look, you know, what would happen if I hit it and I was a sole winner, right? Okay, let's say they take half of that off. So I'm left with yeah, so half a billion dollars. Yeah. How much do I actually need? And how could you have the biggest impact? Right. Sure. Do you well, you just wouldn't go, need that much for sure. Well, you, you wouldn't need that much. But like, how could you how quickly could you reform a city like Baltimore? You know what I'm saying? Could you go in? And say, look, I'm not kicking anybody out of their houses. I'm buying your mortgages. I'm I'm knocking it down to like 0.1% interest. But to do that, I'm going to come in. I'm going to make sure everything's up to code. I'm going to put solar panels on top of everybody's roof. It's going to kill your electric bill. Why? Because it doesn't hurt me anymore, right? I don't, I don't sure. need that money and I can help other people out, right? Now you have that strain off of you. Your mortgage is next to nothing. Wow, man, you you maybe you're a nicer person. Maybe you change your your habits of like eating. You might be eating better food. You might be able to not have that third job, you know, and I I think for me, if if you could find a way to do that. You know, regardless of the awesome tech we could put into everything, you, you get rid of the big hurdles first. And I think the cities would naturally be healthier. You know what I'm saying? Like well, yeah, stress that's, levels that's, would fall, right. you know, but I, right. we don't need a 12 acre park. It's, it's great. We should totally do it if we could, but uh, I, I would go after that. The simple things. And you're right. I mean, look, when you, you go on vacation for, you know, a week, let's say, right. Like day one, yeah. you're, 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 you're eating, you know, you're not, you're not eating that bad. You're like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm a rational person. And I, so I'm going to have, you know, a lean protein, a vegetable, whatever. By day yeah. seven, you're like, I'm going to take the fucking duck flambe with three orders of yeah. cream on the side. You know, like, yeah, you're yeah. like you know, it's basically bad habits beget bad habits, right? Like You only have a double burger. Can I get two double burgers? Yeah, can, yeah right. <laughs> How do I get six burgers into my mouth? Can you just <laughs> like keep right. stacking them? Yeah. Um, short answer: There's no, there's no such thing as too many patties. Just letting you. Yeah, there are, there are not. I would, I would agree with that. <laughs> right. 
but like but like the thing is is and it takes you maybe a few weeks to write that ship when you get back but once you write the ship yeah. you're like you know the right answer is one patty is fine like right like you know one patty is fine yeah but but again i think that all habits work like this right like if yeah. i get into mar- if i if i know i got a, a race coming up and i'm like i usually don't go too crazy but like maybe i'll up i'll add a third maintenance run in in the week or something right like as i'm going up to a, 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 an event yeah. But guess what happens when you do that? You know, you, you look in the mirror one morning, brushing your teeth, and you're like, yeah, look, I look a little uh, it's a little trimmer here than I did before. You, and then lunchtime comes, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to kick it vegetarian style for because for, I, I want to have like a nice, you know, nicer dinner. So I'm, I'm going to kind of like maybe take it easy at lunch, and you're like, I'll get a salad or some vegetables, right? Then dinner comes, and you're like, man, I feel great. I, I really don't want, you know, this big meal. I'm going to do a grass fed steak and maybe uh, some broccoli or something. That and we're going to skip dessert. Yeah. But like what I'm saying is like a week before that, when you didn't have that glimmer of hope in your eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, everything's, you know I mean? like, everything's dark and doomy, uh, gloomy. I'm just right. going to eat the whole bag of chips. Yeah. Right. And to your point, like if I, if I came home to an apartment building that had greenery everywhere, I'm probably not going to light up a cigarette in the hallway right like because yeah. it just doesn't feel right to do that <laughs> like you yeah know. you know and 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 if we're talking about a city specifically they have this thing they call the broken window effect right and if you see somebody with a broken window if it's fixed immediately no harm no foul you start seeing one broken window now all of a sudden you're going to see graffiti over on this house hey right. that fence has fallen down crime goes up all of these things so if if you kind of hit the reset button, you fix all that stuff up, that'd be that'd be really cool. Give everybody a clean slate. Look, everything's nice, neat, and new, and we're going to change your lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I remember moving to Baltimore and uh I, somebody told me that there was a program. I did you ever hear about that program in Harlem where the uh the city of New York would pair you with like an architect and a designer and a blah blah, blah and you and basically well, That sounds they, awesome. Yeah, it happened. I mean, got it. I'd have to look it up, but I mean, this might have been 20 years ago at this point. I mean, it's been a minute, right? Yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah, like that's when like Bill Clinton moved into Harlem, you know, like they like. They OK, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, but basically what ended up happening is the city took all these buildings that were like falling over and like dilapidated and, and basically coaxed rich white people to come fucking prop up you, you mean the city gentrified something yeah no. yeah right right and, no. and so but you know talk about politics a handful of architects who breathed the right palms got every fucking architectural project you know and yeah contractors and designers and i mean much a bunch of people made a ton of money but you know what ended up happening is like you said they fixed every broken window and then all of a sudden nobody wanted broken windows at all anymore right like and it was like yeah you know now in Baltimore, I thought um, like when they were supposed to add, do you remember back maybe 10, 15 years ago, they were supposed to add like 80,000 jobs to Hopkins and it was like supposed to be yeah. a huge import. Yeah, you know, it, that, you keep hearing stuff like that and some of it just flatlines here. I don't know why. Well, that's exactly what happened because I know they had a program I looked at for a minute that they were trying to echo that. But then when you look at it, you're like, you look at the fine print because Baltimore's got such a big problem. You know, in Harlem, I can I could take on the project of a brownstone, right? So it's 
decent yeah. sized project, four stories, probably 25 feet wide, probably like a uh, huge house, thing. huge house. Yeah. yeah. But in Baltimore, they they told you you had to take a whole block. Like, so now I'm not fucking around with a whole block. Are you crazy? Like, I'm, but guys were buying whole blocks. And then I went in later and looked up like Zillow records for like last sold. It's like this whole building sold for thirty two hundred dollars, you know, like, yeah, I'm like and, and a whole block was less than a hundred K. Yeah, right, right, right. Like and you're like, yeah, but that, now you have to rehab what? Thirty two, thirty five houses, probably 60 yeah. on both sides, give or take. You know, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, you know, now, you know, that's no small undertaking unless your neighbor is doing the same thing to his block. You know, you, you can't you can't have one nice block in the middle of not. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and plus, when you look around at the neighborhoods, you'd have to start in then the closest nice place is like two miles away. Like, um, so, no, I'm not going to live there. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, that that's a bad idea. I'm moving to the suburbs. <laughs> like that's, yeah. Right. That's exactly. But now if I had a hundred million dollars, like, let's say I won this to, to go back to your lottery. You know, I took my 500 million. I squirreled away a hundred for myself. Like this is what I got. Measly hundred million. Measly hundred million. <laughs> I've now got four hundred million dollars. Let's say I took a hundred million of that at the rates that you're talking about. You could build half the fucking city down there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but here, but but again, like, and and actually, you know what? What's his name is doing a lot of work with this, like with Lexington Market and stuff in Baltimore. So it's not like it's not happening, but it's. Yeah. But it's just. But I also think you're gonna. But you're you're gonna watch Lexington Market not be Lexington Market anymore. You know, and in some ways that may be good, but you know, it's gonna gentrify. Things are gonna get stupid expensive there, and you know, the local businesses and the people that live in that area that depend on that are probably gonna get forced out. It's gonna be uh, a a weird. And this is a real double edged sword thing because you want things that are good for the city that are gonna bring in more money, but you also don't want to displace people when you do it you know Uh, know. right well yeah now my cup of uh you know milk from the local milk guy is gonna cost 19 dollars because it's gonna be like organic free trade (laughs) like you know you know cow that was lullaby the picture of the cow (laughs) on the bottle that you got Uh, it from right oh oh man i just saw a supplement the other day about uh, what, what is it? I've heard the compound before, but I really don't know much about it. It was like U9A or something. It's like this thing that's in your, uh, that's in your urine and it's supposed to do all this crazy stuff. And I looked at it. Is that it one of those like, peptides? Yeah. It, it, anyway, it was like one of those, bo- you're like, all you need is two bottles a month. And the bottle was like 150 bucks. I was like, yeah, no, yeah. sorry. Well, you yeah. know, I, that's, that's where we want to make sure that's that it, all the studies are actually accurate in saying that there's actually something big you know i mean peptides are, are becoming such a such a hot topic and and you can get a whole bunch of shit injected in you that just has like letters and names uh yeah. letters and numbers and uh some of them are probably great for you and then some of them are probably like yeah we didn't really uh finish this study <laughs> you know That's funny. well yeah i mean i as with any topic we go through i you know we're never going to solve the world on these things but you know i I think it was encouraging that this city has kind of like looks like it could be going the other way. And and then it, you know, I, I don't know. I hope that we start making better 
better decisions, you know, uh, about it. Actually, along those lines, did you see that, um, got it. I, I didn't, I didn't have time to finish the research article and now I got, now I'm just realizing that I want to go back, but they were saying that generations have different innate abilities on filtering misinformation. Oh, and I can totally see that. Is this a nature nurture thing or is this... So, so basically, I, I guess I, I think that some of it might be, but I would define nurture and nature differently in this regard. I think basically mm -hmm. what it was is, uh, what do they call it? Horizontal reading, um, where basically you'll have like a tab open and you'll have nine other tabs open and you're basically, and it's funny, I, did, I had never heard the term before and I- Horizontal um, reading. I think it was horizontal reading, um, but yeah, uh, let me see here. Actually, I should have it still up in one of my tabs, but anyway, um, it basically is a lateral reading, sorry, lateral. Reading. Okay. So lateral reading is basically, you know, I'm looking at, you know, things on Quining and here and I've got five tabs open. I got Google Scholar, I got PubMed, I got, uh -huh. you know. You know, and I realized that I've been looking at information like that for years. For a while. Like, yeah, yeah. Like well over a decade, um, you know, and I I did not realize, but Gen Xers don't do that. Like that's not like a standard That's not something we practice. do as a group. Now, I, I get that. I totally by get con that. By, by contrast, Gen Zers, it's the only way they now, you know, it, it's funny. David Hull talks about that, right? He calls them digital oh, natives, right? So, yeah. Oh, like, the digital native. It, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, we're, we're not, you know, certain generations, they didn't have the technology. They never grew up with it. It's still, even though, like, our generation supposedly, like, look, we might not have had a cell phone until we were in college or grad school. But, you know, we're not afraid of the tech, but it's not intuitive. It's not native to us. Yeah. And, and yeah, I yeah. think... I think with the amount of information hitting those younger generations, of course, they're going to naturally have to filter it because everything could be bullshit. Well, and it's even funnier, though, because they even said that Gen Zers do it better than millennials. So, oh, of course. Why would they? Why would but, they? Well, they would probably do it faster. I, I, just to borrow David's stuff. I mean, I think millennials, for the most part, are digital natives as much as... I, but it, it wasn't it wasn't the same. Some of them remember the AOL CDs. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. But that's still it wasn't digital. all. Hold on a second, though. So, so it's still digital, but it's not. It's still, yeah. Think think about what you had to do to get on the internet back in the day with the dial. -up I still mode. remember, and I still think I could properly identify. We can all place. if you play that sound. If you I know play which that if modem it's a fourteen sound, four or a twenty eight eight or a thirty. Yeah, you know, and and this is something where like. God, my 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 older one said, "Hey, Dad, how do you use this phone?" And my my mom, uh, my parents are moving. They found I don't know where it came from. I don't remember it growing up. It's this antique looking rotary dial. Mm. That's she's awesome. she's like, "Can we buy this adapter?" It's it had four plugs. I'm like, "No, that that four plug is before Daddy. That's not me, you know." And I bought the adapter. She plugged it in. She goes, "All right, how do I dial it?" Yeah, yeah. And my I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Lying to them. It's 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 fucking horrible. I don't want to teach it because it's horrible. To them. My wife and I were la laughing our asses off because my kids literally thought we were lying to them when we were at an antique store. We're like, 
that, oh, that's a, they're like, what is this? We're like, it's a phone. They're like, no, that's not actual. That's <laughs> like, not. That's, that's not actually. Your actual. finger has to go all yeah, the way yeah, to yeah, the yeah, little catch right. or you're going to yeah. screw up the number. Yeah. They're, they're like, that's, that's not right. I'm like, it, it would be wrong if it wasn't right. I, I don't yeah, you know, like <laughs> um, I remember going like I should do something with all these AOL discs and stuff. like. But that. here's the funny thing about a tri- a- yeah. attribution, right? You're attributing this to like, you know, the, the and, and I'm not picking on you, but I think this is no, no, that's fine to go with this conversation someday. Fine. Take that, a swing at me. It's fine. No, no. AOL disc is absolutely digital. So if we just say digital native and leave it at that, they definitely fall into the category. Right. But now yeah. what you're talking about, I suspect, is that like there's a dramatic difference between an AOL, AOL CD the, and the speed in which yeah. information is coming at Gen Zers and the generations after. Like, but that's you know, what I'm saying. Just, so like the difference between Gen Z and whatever the next thing is, is yeah. going to be differently gigantic because of whatever yeah. leaps happen in that generational shift. Right. Like, I well, mean, you know, I mean, we're talking about embedded technology or something like that, you know, like, look, it's going to be part and parcel of your body. But I'm, I guess what I'm saying is at what point do we stop caring about that as a factoid? Like, uh, yeah, of course, well, it, it's as much evolution. as it, it doesn't in as much as it changes that generation, I would say. Right. Like, oh, so, you know, we, sure. we, we talk like we talked about, um, you, you know, like with epigenetics. Right. Uh, so World War Two, uh, people went through starvation, whether they were in camps or whether the Dutch had a famine. Right. Audrey, Aubrey Hepburn was uh, famously part of that group where they were like the Dutch were trying to eat tulips. But what happened to the epigenetics in there, right? They were le- eating the bulbs yeah. to try and get some sustenance. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's not funny. Um, but within that, um, each, that generation, if they were of a certain age and they were exposed to that food shortage, they lived longer. Epigenetically, oh, yeah. they had longer. Ge- so the technology, how is that not? affecting our epigenetics you know what i'm saying so well yeah the ones the that are born with it yeah, yeah. how could they not be able to do it better than us what's the word what is that longitudinal yeah longitudinal, yeah, longitudinal studies of holocaust survivors still yeah. show a higher hormetic tolerance than people who did not grow up in our experience and that passes at least three generations i think we're on i think they said they're they're on generation four now i think that that they still show those same markers and and they live longer right you know so so imagine that like our kids maybe it's something our exposure to it and then they have theirs and it keeps picking it up quicker I well, mean, I think it's, it's kind of cool keep building, right? I mean, it has it's not to. Gonna, it's not going to stop. I mean, you know, but but I, I I guess at a certain point, right? We don't we don't talk about buggy whips at all, right? Like yeah. they're just so far out of our our field of view that it, yeah. it does, we could talk about buggy whips. <laughs> like it's, nothing's preventing us from talking about buggy whips, but I don't no. we don't need to talk about buggy whips anymore. They're fucking they're gone enough. Where they're, they're outdated. Yeah, right. And that's a, I, that I, sounds I, like Henry Ford quote there. If you ask people what do they want, they would said ha- faster horses. Yeah, right. <laughs> you right. know, like it's not. <laughs> well, what's the guy from Harvard? Uh, the old, uh, the, the famous marketing guy who's like, people don't want to buy a quarter inch drill; they want a quarter inch hole. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, like you know, um, yeah, and yeah, no, exactly. 
but, but there was actually another article and, and this might be a good way to segue out uh, to close. Yeah. Um, but I was reading another article about like all these SV guys that are basically just wanting to live forever. Right. And yeah, you know, like we, I mean, we have a little modest show about those people. Like we are in one way, shape or form those people. Right. And yeah. Um, and, and the scientists are basically like, kind of like getting a little nervous because, because, you know, it's like the, we, we talked about this a little bit, the Jurassic Park syndrome, just because you can, doesn't mean you should, you know, um, which I thought was, was kind of funny, but like, but like, you're going to get this show is irrelevant as this show is today. It's going to be meaningless in, in 10, 15 years because, it's going to be so pervasive. No one's going to think it's weird. Right. Every, everything came and went already. Like it's already done. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it, it's not, it, it's not, um, it's no longer newsworthy. <laughs> like, you know, like, yes, dumbass. everybody, our walls are now made of red light panels. Like we just turn it on when we're, you know, it gets turned on because our house computer picks up that our uh, stress levels have gotten too high. You know, like, I yeah, don't we, know. Like, we, we've, we've, Literally fixed every problem. Yeah, we fixed it all. There's no need to fucking down metformin because you're already going to live forever. You don't need metformin. Like, you know, yeah. like it's not, I don't know. And I guess as we march that way, uh, you know, the, the interesting conversations are always like with the city. It's like, you know, what happens if if we're all glass half empty and there's no way this is evenly distributed? No way in hell you quite literally end up like that movie where those people who live forever are over a river behind a wall through a security force across another river, you know, like you cannot get there. Like, yeah. It's a, it's, it's pretty much hunger games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so hopefully we don't end up in, in hunger games, but, um, no. but uh, yeah. So what are you getting into these days? So man, uh, like I, I, I just heard about this and this is crazy and I'm 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 kind of like a little too giddy about it. Uh okay. and I don't know when it's coming to my gym. But uh the the owner of the gym posted that he's friends with this like organic grass-fed farmer, chicken, beef, heritage pork, those kind of things. He's putting in a fucking refrigerated vending machine to sell mm. meats at the gym. Wow. And I'm like, can that please be here this weekend? Yeah, seriously, that's like, great. Uh, I'm gonna go swing kettlebells and pick up dinner all in one yeah. go. And what you know, is, speaking of like a farm in your backyard or like in the same city as you, farms up in Glen Arm. It's it's like five miles away from sure. the gym. But you know what? That's what we were talking about earlier today. Is like if I have access to yeah. the gym that I'm going to. And I just did a kettlebell workout and I walked past a grass fed ribeye that I might have for dinner. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that. Fuck That's, yeah, I mean, I'm so, you, so you know I'm, I mean? I'm like, giddy excited for that. That giddy sounds excited. amazing. That sounds truly, absolutely astonishing. I love it. I might go to now your there, gym just to pick up a fucking steak. There, there was a minute where I was like, should I do that at my office? I was just and I'm like, that, ha I can't... Ha well, half, half the crew that comes in is vegetarian. Uh, oh, so you know, we have, I, I'm pretty like, I, I want to be non-offensive to as many people as possible. And while and having like 18 dead animals in the lobby is probably, yeah, like help. here's a whole cow in a fridge that you can, uh, you know, pay for like a Coke. Don't let this blood <laughs> drip out of there. You know, you know? Like... <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
That's that's funny. I love I love this idea though. I'm now I, I now want to it's be so a cool, man. vending machine proprietor. I, I mean, <laughs> why not? What are you up to, man? Um I am nerding out on telescopes these days. I got I saw I, your photos on IG, man. They're awesome. Uh yeah, yeah. Those things are um those things are a result of a new telescope. I cleared the deck and nice. got a new one. Um now I, I have a I'm doing a one in two out rule kind of thing like but you know not to get sappy in my what am i up to thing but man nothing makes you feel makes me feel more appreciative of the literal astronomical chance that i became a a, a sentient being than looking at this shit in the sky like the feeling of absolute irrelevance it is never greater <laughs> when you're when you're looking at a celestial object where you're like, oh, you see, kids, the distance between that spot and that spot, and it's like less than your finger. And yeah. it, but in in space, that's you know twenty eight hundred light years. You're like that is if you were traveling at the speed of light, it would take twenty eight hundred years to go from there to there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so crazy, like, man. Right. And you're like, I cannot possibly be more humbled by that, you know? And so every time I look through this scope, I'm like reminded of how much I have, the the responsibility I have to people who listen to me or talk to me or whatever, to be like, look, you got to not be a dickhead. Like (laughs) you got to do Yeah. You got to be a better person because that is fucking out there. And like, we have got this opportunity. You just don't waste it. Don't be a dick. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of amazing. Isn't that that, uh, God, Monty Python on the Life of Brian? There's that song, yeah, uh, Always Look on the Bright good. Side of Life. Yeah. And uh, I think the first thing is just imagine that you're spinning, you're standing on a planet that's revolving at 9,000 miles an hour or something, right? It starts to put the whole thing into perspective. Sure. Like the whole the whole fact that we exist oh, is yeah. uh, astronomically insane. Well, I don't know. Have you seen any of these web telescope pictures that are absolutely yeah. bonkers? Yeah, there yeah. was one, one of the first ones that came out. It was like all, all these galaxies that were all over the place. It looked like a um, a puzzle, like you put together, right? It was like you know, and I'm sure somebody's already made it into a puzzle. But yeah, they said this was a composite image of twelve different frequencies, like infrared, gamma, you know, X-ray, all this stuff. So it's got it's taken all kinds of light. They're like in this one picture alone, I think they said there was a million galaxies or over a million galaxies. And by the way, the apparent field of view of this image is the holding a grain of sand between your fingers at arm's distance standing on the ground on Earth. That's how much space this picture takes. How, how crazy is that? And some of the light that some of the photons captured in there, they suspect are 4.6 billion years old. That means this fucking galaxy that you're looking at could have flamed out 2 billion years ago with the most advanced civilization that this, that the universe has ever seen. And they flamed out. You'll never know. And like, it just, you know, I don't hear it much anymore, but people who are like, yeah, we're the only ones that we're like, no, you're fucking retarded. Like that was terrible. I'm sorry. That was not a great thing to say, but you're not, you're not, Ah, you're not, I I had, (laughs) you're not, you're not living your best life. If you, if this is your worldview, 
right? Like it, I had know. somebody that said to me the way you just apologized, they're like, oh, you got to be a Gen Xer. Because you said something offensive, knew it was offensive, and tried to course correct. <laughs> you know what? I only course like... correct. No, I mean, look, I, I I'm split on that, but I I course correct because not because I think I offended, but somebody, but because we took for granted my entire childhood that 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 maybe wasn't awesome to say. Yeah, to it's going to upset people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know. But it became but like so a, like normalized. A... Yeah, yeah, you know uh, I mean? exactly. Like, there's a slew of words we said all the time and we were like, we didn't think anything of it. And now it's like, no, no, that could, that could really, that could really impact somebody. Well, oh yeah, that's yeah, no, cool. absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and then that's what you say. So when, when, when you apologize or walk it back, you're like, it's more of a man. When, when we were kids, we said some dumb shit and it's just baked we into said me, some man. dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I gotcha. I got to dial this out, man. This is a terrible habit. You don't want to get, you know, yeah, I, but on the flip side, I mean, I, in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't mean it like insulting, right now. like so that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I gotcha. and then you know, anyway. Um. Anyway, cool, man. Well, thanks for rapping. Yeah, uh, man. I we'll, think we should wrap. You. Yeah, check you next time. All right, sounds good. Later, man. All right, take it easy. Be subversive, irreverent. Health is wealth, but you knew that. Everybody knows that. But so was following us on social media at Irreverent Health. And check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.